HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Root 11 Potato Chips. Made with a secret recipe and superior ingredients, their mission is to make an outstanding product in a safe and clean environment. To learn more, visit rt11.com. This week on Meet and 3, we're exploring food for the eyes, how the art and culinary worlds collide. It's incredibly elaborate. It's a feast for the eyes, a banquet dinner with garnished ham, turkey, and an array of accompaniments. We shot uh, baguettes with like paint dripping off of them with the blue, white, and red from the French flag. Oh, what did the student tell me? They said, the camera eats first. And it's so true. It's so true. Tune in to Meet in 3, HRN's weekly food news roundup, wherever you listen to podcasts. And welcome to Cutting the Curd on the Heritage Radio Network. I'm your host, Elena Santigade. My guest today is Crystal DeLuna Bogan of Nashville's Grilled Cheesery, brick and mortar restaurant and food trucks. Crystal, welcome to Cutting the Curd. I am so excited to be here. So let's jump into it. You, you know, I haven't talked to that many people who've run a food truck business, and so I'm super intrigued about that piece of it. Um, and that's how you started originally, right? Yes, nine years ago. Okay. Um, we started this food truck journey mm-hmm. um, in East Nashville, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, just, you know, we had an idea. We ran with it. Like, a few months later, we just, like, did it. Like, it just felt right. It kind of all flowed. Mm-hmm. Nine years later, um, we have three brick-and-mortar restaurants, and we were running two trucks, but when we started opening brick-and-mortar, uh, we just went down to one truck just for... Yeah, simplicity's sake. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah, as much as we can with opening two this year. Wow. Yeah. So what made you start with a food truck? So starting a food truck for us was a way to test the idea of, of mm. what we were doing. Okay. So that was also a need for... Um, food trucks in Nashville. and Yeah, we, it's like a scene, right? Yeah, there... well, there wasn't a scene when we ah. started. I'm from Los Angeles originally, so it wasn't anything new for me mm-hmm. to see a food truck, but we there were there were literally, like, none. Hmm. Um, there were just, you know, um, stationary taco trucks. Um, so we didn't, we knew it was coming, um, but Nashville literally didn't even have, like, 
codes for food trucks. We oh, wow. we kind of were all all part of that. Like a, a small group of us were a part of helping um, like right the city to city figure codes. out how to permit yeah, it. Yeah, wow. they literally only had hot dog vendors, huh. stationary food trucks, and and we kind of like a hand, small handful of us kind of came up around the same time. But we were like first out of the gate, yeah. um, and nine years later, we're like Nashville's best food truck still, which wow. is such a compliment and um, such a great way to like deliver the cheese yeah. to everybody, which <laughs> yeah. is like. Like first and foremost, like my yeah. absolute passion, right? So how that that was my next question is how why grilled cheese? Like what, what sort of why come at it from that angle? I mean, you were a you were a trained chef with a with a high pedigree. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so I became I went to culinary school, graduated mm-hmm. from Le Cordon Bleu right. um, when I was nineteen. So mm-hmm. right out of high school, I went to culinary school and um, I worked at a um, wine country cuisine restaurants okay. um, uh, called Napa Rose in uh, the Grand California Hotel, which at the wow. time was like the number one restaurant. Yeah. Um, and I was in charge of the charcuterie and the cheese boards. Like that was like my first station. Mm-hmm. So I got such a, I also being 19, I couldn't drink wine in this wine country, you know, <laughs> restaurant. And so I wanted to dive in and cheese is just mm. such like an, endless pit of information and the cows and the like I didn't know there was such a vast Mm. I mean endless kind of and I got privy to the best cheeses yeah and so the passion kind of started there and then um grilled cheese because I was always in charge of like we we, you know you're in charge of family meal which is that meal that you kind of eat at the end of the shift with all of your with the whole crew yeah your coworkers and so um, because I was the newbie like a lot of times you have to make family Mm -hmm. meal and so I would make grilled cheese because I would have Uh the extra scraps from the cheese because you had been yeah had your eye on them and then I started like you know kind of playing around so I had. The, that was like the comfort food. That was like what brought us all together. So I always mm. had this fondness for grilled cheese, but then I was working in fine dining. Yeah. So I kind of like snuffed my nose at starting a food truck for a while. Mm-hmm. And then coming to Nashville, it's like we wanted to serve comfort food. We knew that that was something that we wanted to do, but what could we serve that changed but mm. stayed the same? It right. was like a riddle. Like, yeah. what can we, what can be the same all the time, but... But also different. Changed, <laughs> yeah. So grilled cheese was a blank canvas for us, mm. and it still is. And and it's been a blank canvas for us to have collaborations with people. Mm. Um, we make our own cheese. We we do so much with cheese. Um, wow. What cheeses are you making? So we started making our own American cheese because okay. we couldn't find a non-processed, like, glutinous... Right. Even though we, like, there's a time and a place for that cheese. Mm-hmm. Like, like there's a time and place for that, but what we're trying to do is focus on like wholesome ingredients and in that real cheese, real cheese. Yeah. So, um, we collaborated with a local, um, creamery in East Tennessee to make quote unquote, like real American Mm -hmm. cheese. And it's just a triple cream Colby. So we wanted something really like mild and creamy. That's going to have that like meltability that's, um, and we have more adventurous cheeses, but that's kind of like the best seller for Mm. us. Because people know it and they want to, you know, we want them to try our version of it. So, yeah. so you know, we've had our hands in the curd and literally cut the curd. I love it. Yeah. Yes. Um, we don't do it all the time, but we've, like, we were, were in there kind of. Tasting with Yeah, you got to you gotta go down to, like, the roots and, like, your cows. Mm-hmm. And, and that's kind of our whole thing is sustainability and mm-hmm. where our food comes from and um, this wholesome comfort food. How did you find the cheesemaker to work with? So that's the great thing about um, Tennessee and 
Middle Tennessee, specifically Kentucky, um, mm-hmm. all those areas have really um, amazing dairy farms. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's not hard to find these amazing cheesemakers because mm-hmm. um, we started these relationships really early on in the business. We've always used local creameries That's um, great. at the Girl Cheesery. So people come to us, we go to them. I sought out a team of people. Like I feel like they're part of our growth. Everybody is mm-hmm. kind of just like arm in arm, like growing with us. It's pretty awesome. That's amazing. Did you have ties to Nashville? Like why did, why Nashville? Yeah. So my husband, who's my business partner and Mm -hmm. co-founder um his family's in the music industry and so Ah. he grew up here okay he was born in los angeles but grew up here and so all of his family was here so we wanted to change from la Mm -hmm. and moved here and here being nashville sorry that's okay i'm not in nashville right we are sitting in brooklyn we're sitting in brooklyn (laughs) but it can be otherworldly here yeah here in the in the heritage studio you can really be anywhere yeah we are sitting Um, in a container so technically we can be shipped yeah um so yeah we moved to nashville to give it a chance Mm -hmm. you know we never i had never lived outside of california so we just fell in love with it people were just so generously kind and Mm -hmm. i don't think we could have started the business the way we did Hmm. um and the market's oversaturated anyway in los angeles so people aren't as kind to help make something grow when there's already so much of it so um we still have these amazing relationships with these other local businesses because Hmm. it's like we all needed something and we kind of all just support each other to help make it happen right right was it always a goal to do a brick and mortar restaurant never no i didn't want a brick and mortar restaurant because the food truck was a way for us to have freedom like mm. we you could um, close it whenever you want yeah, like, yeah this business was like a culmination of like everything I wanted in my career I wanted yeah. freedom I wanted to be able to you know work these hours that were I you know mm. I mean there it, we did put a lot of hours in but eventually I wanted to be able to surround myself with people that I wanted to be around mm-hmm. um, be able to be face to face with my customers mm. be making food hands on like these were all the things I wanted so we kind of just I took all the things I loved about the restaurant industry mm-hmm. and put it into the food I think that's why chefs kind of lean towards food trucks because mm-hmm. it's just so it's close direct. to your yeah. customer yeah and um, and so having a restaurant met like I was back in the trenches of, right. of that so um, it took us many years to open a restaurant. Like mm. we just started opening restaurants three years ago. Wow. And so it took us six years to kind of like, all right, like feel I like get it. We're going to do it. <laughs> and, and we, you know, we built a great team over that time. So mm. that's what it, that was the missing component, component finding mm. a great team to like build and help us grow. And mm-hmm. now, um, I'm finding a new balance in life in general because you can't be everywhere. So to trust. Yeah. So is the, you know, like the stuff that you didn't love about brick and mortar restaurants and like that kind of a Mm -hmm. setting, how has your perception changed? Are you running the restaurant differently in any significant way? There's a zero tolerance for the BS, Mm -hmm. like zero tolerance for no throwing plates. None of that. There is <laughs> kindness. There's mm. quality. There's, um, I mean, you can't even look at someone sideways, especially a woman, wow. and not get yeah. fired. I mean, we That's are so great. strict on these policies. Yeah. Um, we want it to be a place where people want to work. Mm. Um, there are not late nights. Um, there are, the hours are, you know, we are open from 11 to 9, so you're wow. not yeah. home 
in the wee hours of the right. morning, 2 you know, 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're just, it, it's a more ideal, it's an open kitchen, so you're oh, face-to-face nice. with our customers, so you see the results of what's happening. I mm-hmm. love when our staff gets praise, you know, mm-hmm. um, even if they didn't specifically make something, it's like, take it in, like, we're a team. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we're creating something as a team mm-hmm. that's bigger than me and my husband now, which is... Yeah. Kind of beautiful in its own way. Yeah, yeah. totally. <laughs> well, speaking of your husband, that's my I sort of, I have other questions about working with your spouse. It's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. It's impossible. Don't do it. <laughs> had you, had you, uh, aside from maybe your wedding, I think, I always think of that as being like the first project that married couples actually do together sometimes. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about your wedding, but no, that's how it, it felt is. for me. Planning an event. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Uh, did you had you collaborated on anything together? No, before and we're business? both like bosses, so oh. it's like two cooks <laughs> in the kitchen, you know, kind of a thing. But um, I think it took us like trusting each other, knowing our place, and like what mm. we did in the business. And since I've had, I just had a baby, mm-hmm. so since thank you. So since she, Luna was born, we don't work like in the same room really in the, anymore and I think mm, that's the secret that people are like what's the secret I'm like don't work together like <laughs> but always come together in like a non-judgmental space mm-hmm. where you can have like meetings and it's very much mm-hmm. like the respect of a partner um and we we try not to like bring it home but it's so hard because yeah. You know, things always happen at 2 a.m. for some reason, or like 3 a.m. You know, oh. like the alarm goes off at right. one of the shops, and right. you know, or the walk-in goes it. down. Yeah, it's always something. Mm-hmm. So he's taken a lot of that on mm-hmm. the operations, which is, that's I mean, nice. kind of ideal. But I mean, that's not <laughs> realistic. So I don't even want to promote that as like, <laughs> you know, that's just because I'm. I mean, being a mom is like more than a full-time yes, job. So, yes, yes, I think it um, sounds. It's yeah, fine I'm raising for him a to human. do operations yeah. Yeah. for a while. He's, he's taking care of our restaurant kids, and I'm taking care of our real of the actual kid. kid. Yeah, amazing, <laughs> nice balance there. Yeah, yeah. Um, what would you like? How how was there an early situation where you were navigating that balance together yeah. that like made was maybe like a line in the sand or a tipping point in one direction or oh the other? Oh my god, I have like <laughs> literally trauma like and my stomach hurts. <laughs> yeah, I mean we were like in the food truck together like in the deep you know heat of the southern summer like with lines crazy lines i mean we've Mm -hmm. always been blessed with customers like we were so we're so lucky that people like wait in line for our food um but like having like you know a 40 person deep line and then just being like just little nitpicking at each other like it's just funny you know like it's funny to think of now because it's just like did you ever have storm out of the truck I mean, you can't. You're stuck in it. You're in a box. You're literally like our door open to the f- to the line of people. Oh, yeah. So like so you're you in there. You're stuck in it. You like, had to just deal. So hot. Yeah. No. It's all the things. And I'm like the fact that we're still married is like a testament yeah. to like how um, there. how you get through things. Yeah. Mm. Which is just funny. It's like you want to test a marriage, open a business, any business. Huh. You know. It's like Very don't do it in the beginning. <laughs> On that note, it's actually time for a quick break. So we'll be back in a moment with more from Crystal DeLuna Bogan of The Grilled Cheesery. (laughs) 
This episode is brought to you by Root 11 Potato Chips. From the moment Root 11 dropped their first batch of chips back in the early days of 1992, they understood their destiny as a high-quality producer. Instead of succumbing to the frenzy of mass production, they took advantage of their small size and made chipping a personal art form. The payoff was immediate, an incredible potato chip. With a secret recipe and superior ingredients, their mission is to make an outstanding product in a safe and clean environment. In this world of uncertainty that we live in, Root 11 Potato Chips believe comfort food can be just that. Know where your food comes from. To learn more, visit rt11.com. Welcome back to Cutting the Curd. I'm Elena Santigade, and I'm here with Crystal DeLuna Bogan of Nashville's Grilled Cheesery. Um, okay, so that was very fun to hear about how to navigate a marriage Probably and a business. not the best, <laughs> most encouraging. You know what? I think realism is very powerful. It's nice to know a little bit what you get into. Any <clears throat> listeners out there thinking of embarking <clears throat> on a business with your spouse? Yeah. Be ready. Yeah, be ready. Yeah, just, I, I feel like, just know what you're getting into. Mm-hmm. And, like, like establish your roles in the very beginning. Mm-hmm. But it's hard in a small business. You kind of do everything in the beginning, right? right? So right. I think it's easier when, I mean, obviously, I always did the food stuff. And he always, he's the reason why we make money. So mm-hmm. he always made those big business decisions, right. you know? Okay. So... That's that's a nice divide right that's there. That's a nice divide. Like, but there's all this little stuff in the middle, like right. just little stuff that you wouldn't even oh, yeah. think about. I'm sure. And that's yeah. the tricky stuff. Like I'm <laughs> thinking of the funniest things that we used to bicker about. I'm like, what is, who cares? But like, it's like mm-hmm. it mattered and, so much well, in the moment. And you're so stressed. You're working long hours at, at the oh, time. Oh yeah. And you're both stressed. So, so it's nice to come home to somebody who's... Like, oh, let me, you know, right. I'm not nobody as was making you. us yeah. dinner. Like, you know, we're coming home to like, you An know, empty building fridge. out restaurants, which is such a financial pit, yeah. you know. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's we're on the up now because all of these restaurants have, have opened now. Mm-hmm. So that was such a huge undertaking this year yeah. to have all this construction happen. Yeah. So um, how did you have financing? How did you make that so, happen? So, um, you know, we've been open for nine years, so we've kind of built, mm-hmm. um, we've built a business and we've luckily been in the black since six months into wow. running our business because we started so small and we only, you know, kind of did what we needed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we've saved up a nest and then we partnered for the restaurants. We partnered with a, uh, a local restaurant group called oh, Fresh nice. Hospitality okay. who helps us with the real estate findings and stuff because that's such a world that is yes. beyond um, it's a huge piece. what anybody really knows. I mean, that there's so much legality to it mm-hmm. and your location is everything and we have what I feel is the best locations. Mm. Um, we are in like the heart of downtown Franklin, yeah. this quaint little area. East Nashville, we couldn't have been at a more yeah, East Nashville pinnacle is like the hot spot. corner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in Hillsborough Village, our first location is literally like the place where we, when we first moved here, we couldn't even serve there because we kept getting kicked out of the area. And so I'm like, we're coming back with the restaurant. You know, we That's literally amazing. could not serve there because they didn't let us. Like, we, we, we've we gotten, like, shooed out of that area so that's many times so it was like funny. we will come back and we, we so did that's, that's, yeah. your, that's your spiteful location yeah, yeah. Yeah, you chose this location triumphant location <laughs> yeah. I love that oh, well 
okay, let's pivot a little bit, and I want to ask more about the cheese itself. Okay, yes, let's get down so to the... So, you know, I'm, I have a million questions. How do you choose the different... How many different cheeses are on the menu at any given time? Okay. How do you choose them? How much does the menu change? So, so when we started opening the restaurants, um, on the food truck, we would have something called a melt of the moment, and that would change, mm-hmm. like, every week. Okay. Um, because I was making it, it was whatever was like at the farmer's market what was local what was mm. it was like hyper local like it was you know when we ran out we ran out so um when we opened the restaurants it, it was we learned really quickly that doing that consistency was everything so doing mm. this changing specials just was a really big burden on our prep scale. team yeah, yeah it's hard to scale and what we wanted the most was consistency and mm-hmm. for somebody to come in and taste something that you know, they had six months ago, maybe on a trip, and then they craved it. They, we didn't. We wanted this something that tastes tasted the same every time, mm-hmm. um, and that's really hard to do when you don't have like factories and you're not opening frozen bags. Right. So um, we decided to nix the specials, which was like heartbreaking for me, but mm-hmm. I got it. Like our menu grew anyway, so I mm-hmm. kind of won there. But um, we have two different tomato soups. Oh. One's vegan and, like, has a gremolata on it, which is, like, herby and mm-hmm. roasty. And then we have, like, an old-fashioned tomato soup that's mm-hmm. kind of laced with country ham stock. Wow. Um, that classic creamy yeah. Campbell's soup, right. you know. The, um, and so with that said, I wanted everything to go together. So mm-hmm. it's like you can make a meal of things that kind of lent itself. So I had to keep it town to six cheeses. Okay. Um, and I kind of just went with the higher fat cheeses, the things mm-hmm. that, the ones that melted really well. Mm-hmm. And then the, the accompaniments that would go well with each cheese. Okay. And then we have specialty melts. So you kind of wanted to use, you know, I wanted to utilize them. We used to have more cheeses on the menu, mm-hmm. but there's like being open for this long. We knew it didn't sell. Right. For some reason, Gouda doesn't sell. Bizarre. I love smoked Gouda. It's such a popular cheese, too. It never sold. Huh. I was so that so there are certain things where I'm like, okay, That's I'll stop so fighting. Surprising. Yeah, and we incorporate cheese in other interesting ways too. Um, like we'll put our smoked cheddar in mm. a pimento cheese mm. spread. Oh yum. Um and we'll put really good blue cheese into a blue cheese aioli. Mm-hmm. So when you spread it on, it like melts. Like so, oh, we'll nice. take things and fuse cheese, and then we do a, a Parmigiano Reggiano crust oh. on one of ours. Oh my, oh my god, Parm crust <laughs> is like everything. So they execute that beautifully at the restaurant. So things mm-hmm. that are you know executed well, yeah. we get all of our cheese in forty pound blocks. Okay, and we slice it by. That's like a lot hands. of production. That's because it's still, like, the farm doesn't have a yeah. slicer. So yeah, we're yeah. slicing cheese. and. Well, I was going to ask where, where you get your cheese. So we get our most of our cheese from Sweetwater Valley Farms in East Tennessee. Okay. Um, we've used a lot of other local farms. But mm-hmm. as you know, cheese is really expensive because of the mm-hmm. process of everything goes through. Um, and a lot of times it's lost when you melt it the way, mm-hmm. you know, that it needs to be melted. Right. So uh, Sweetwater Valley Farms is our main purveyor of all of our cheese, and we work really closely with them mm. um, to make sure that the quality and consistency is exactly what we need. Right. Um, and they're a, a local family farm that we love supporting. That's amazing. Um, and so that, with long answer to your That's question, great. Yep. it's like, you know, <laughs> we take the most popular cheeses that, Mm-hmm. to kind of go well so when people make their own grilled cheese they can layer swiss and mm. cheddars and 
right. you know, add a blue cheese aioli or a Parmesan crust, kind of in, infuse cheese in a way that they mm-hmm. can't do at home. Because mm-hmm. if you can do it at home, yeah. you know, why you're coming to us and right. we want to kind of give you like something special, a level, you know, right. a, like a elevated version right. of what you're doing without it being pretentious or fancy. Right. You know? Yeah. So when you were first trying everything out in the food truck, would you, you know, were there cheeses that you thought would be huge hits yeah. aside from the, the Gouda sounds like one. Smoke Gouda. Was um, there something that you thought would actually be kind of not popular that t- ended up taking off? Um, I don't, it's hard because we always had like not a huge menu. So I feel like mm-hmm. a lot of things sold. The one that I still like long for that like didn't sell <laughs> yeah. was this Italian one because I loved, I love provolone. Yeah, provolone. Um, and uh, we called it the Chow Bella, but it was like C H O W, like play on Chow. <laughs> I like and so it. it had mortadella and salami and pepperoncinis mm. and like this really yummy must yellow tart mustard went so well with the sharp provolone. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we put fontina on it too, and it was so good. I'm like, Sounds and on great. an Italian sourdough. Right? Yeah. It didn't sell. What? I mean, we sold some, but yeah. not relative enough to like have all those meats. Right. And it's things a lot. go, you know, things go bad and you you lose. And as a small mm-hmm. business, you can't lose oh. on cheese goes bad too. So you right. can't really, you know, once you start shredding it and expose it to the bacteria in right. the area, it starts to obviously, right. you know, um, mold and stuff. So you can't keep that stuff right. around mm-hmm. and being on a food truck too you have limited space so right. so if something's not working quickly. it can't just sit yeah. there and then we opened the restaurant we were playing around with the idea and we're like okay but we want to have a turkey and then you know you just think people we want people to come often mm-hmm. and we're like people just don't eat enough mortadella Yes, mortadella is my number one. <laughs> like a t-shirt. Like, people don't eat enough mortadella. <laughs> it's a good shirt. And I would so, buy one. so, yeah, right? And so um, we save those kind of um, awesome melts that, that are a little something that maybe wouldn't sell in the restaurant for, right. like, chef events or uh-huh. charity events. Like, I'll push it on. To, like, <laughs> yeah. You get to, like, have your creative moment yeah. where you can have that. And I, I love a good theme, you know? Yeah. So, like, you know, I just kind of pair things with, like, whatever feels mm-hmm. right, too. Or So how often are you doing events like that? Like, how is there a big community in Nashville of, like, yeah. opportunities where you're out and about yeah. beyond your location? Chef dinners. And, uh-huh. yeah, and they I always get the cheese course of whatever. I'm making mac – one week I made mac and cheese at three different chef events wow. for, like – Hundreds and hundreds of people. Wow! Like they don't give me anything else but the cheese. Like it, <laughs> You're it's the kind of a joke. Yeah, we're like mac and cheese, mac and cheese. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm always giving the cheese whatever. Mm-hmm. Like right. melting the cheese, give it to me. So, um, <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of events mm-hmm. um, that a chefs kind of take courses or or take part in for local charities or mm-hmm. or what have you and. Um, there's a really tight chef community in Nashville, mm. which I love being a part of. Has that grown over time? Was it yeah. was it big when you were starting? No, or, huh? no, no, no. I was worried I didn't have a place to work. Coming from LA, I was like, where am I going to work? I want to mm. still keep my chops up. And, you know, I was a line cook. And, and I found a great restaurant that I worked at. Um, but there were like like one handful of restaurants right. that you could work at. Now mm-hmm. there's just so many options. So mm-hmm. many amazing chefs have come to Nashville or maybe we're from Nashville and moved away and have moved back. Mm-hmm. Um, we're so lucky to have, and like a lot of female chefs, like female yeah. chefs are really well-respected well, That's great in Nashville, which is huh. great that we don't have to like fight for that spot. You yeah. Know? Yeah. That's awesome. It's refreshing. Totally. <laughs> 
Um, so I just had a funny question pop into my head, which is, do you ever pair grilled cheeses with music? Oh my God. Being in yes, Nashville. Of course. <laughs> yes. Okay. So what's your favorite, I guess we could do I genre. Mean, we, we served, or... I mean, food trucks serve at all music festivals yes, too. Yeah. So, so what, what, which grilled cheese do you think pairs the best with classic country? Oh my God. Well, our pimento mac and cheese, mm. I would say. Yeah. Because uh, pimento cheese is such a southern thing. Yes. Um, I would say we do like a pimento mac and cheese. Like we actually put macaroni noodles in, in it. The sandwich. Yeah, but we we do it for texture. It's okay. not for like a weird brick of right. glutinous. Right. Of like you know? chewy something. It's for texture and it really works. Huh. Yeah, it really Very works, cool. and it's a certain type of noodle that we use that like is definitely like it helps carry. And pimento cheese has is fat on fat on fat, right. so it, without the noodle, it would just like kind of falls break. Yeah, 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 it would literally like separate from itself. Right. So the the noodle actually helps huh. as a binder. That's it's like so cool. TMI for people eating <laughs> that sandwich, but it's like yeah, it, but it's it, really interesting. It's a function. It, yeah. yeah. Did you now? Here's the question: Did you add the noodle because you needed the binder? <laughs> And kind of thought of it that way? Or did you start with the idea of mac and cheese? No, I started with the idea of mac and cheese. And I actually made a classic mac and cheese with a bechamel Mm -hmm. sauce. And, you know, chilled it and cut it into, you know, little squares. And it just, like, lacked flavor. Because Mm. when you add high-fat cheese, that fat coats your palate, right? right? So you need something to... Like, the whole thing with us... To me, a sandwich is a perfect bite, Mm -hmm. if you're doing it right. Yeah. So... You know, we're creating a, a, a bite that has salty, you know, mm. acid. It right. has the textures of creamy. I mean, you can... A little crunch. Crunch, right. yeah. It really is, a like, to me, one of... I mean, it's like my favorite sandwich, obviously. Yeah, um, <laughs> I would hope it is. Like, like, the crunchy texture of the bread from the butter, like, mm-hmm. butter distribution. Like, there's so many functions that you need to, like... Mm-hmm. execute well, you know, on a grocery sandwich, in my opinion. Um, so I, I would say that the pimento cheese in general is mm-hmm. like a classic Southern. I mean, like every restaurant has a pimento, yeah. grilled oh, pimento yeah. cheese on the menu. Delicious. Um, but we take it to the next level and, and do the, do the Mac, the Mac and cheese. And then we do a Benton's bacon bit oh, inside yes. and then a fresh tomato to help Wow. With That's the, the acid. Your ass, acid. Yeah. Thing. And then we do um, a piece of buttermilk cheddar, wow. which is from that East Tennessee um, creamery. Yeah. Which is so good. Wow. Like, buttermilk cheddar. I, I need to send you some buttermilk <laughs> cheddar. It sounds like, so good. It's, uh, yeah. It's a pretty good, like, on everything cheese. So here's a question for you On the bread, are you putting butter or are you a mayonnaise? Are you in the mayonnaise so, camp? We started on the mayonnaise, the 50-50 with mayonnaise mm-hmm. in the truck because of the temperature. So oh, we started in the winter, so it was freezing, so mm-hmm. our butter was always seizing up. Too hot. Or too so cold, we, yeah. we, I literally whipped butter with, um, with mayo huh. just for function. And obviously mayo is oil, so it, right. it helped it help the smoking temperature right. it helped it not burn mm-hmm. and the food truck you just have this like hot griddle right now we have temperature control so like butter just has a better flavor so we're mm. using butter got it um but i've made sandwiches with just mayo mm-hmm. and they come out so good too they really do i mean not in the restaurant but like for events at home or like even, a duke's yeah. mayo mm-hmm. kind of more southern take on it mm-hmm. and it comes out so so well i highly recommend it 
So nine years in, is grilled cheese still like a top food for I you? I just made it for myself the other night. Like I still <laughs> make it at home. Like it's such I an easy it. go-to. Yeah, it really like, is. Like it really is. I mean, my daughter had her first grilled cheese a few weeks ago. Oh, wow. That's a big moment. It was like moment. a shining, yeah, like everybody was watching her. It was like I a lot of pressure. I hope you took a photo. <laughs> oh, I did. It's on, my, it's, she's, it's on her Instagram page. Okay, good. She's got a full, you know, cheese blog already. Wow. She loves it. Yeah. She loves it. I what mean, was what the grilled cheese? Doesn't? So I just did a classic American Good. cheese and yeah. I just did a little bit of cheese um, and with avocado. She oh, loves nice. that's her first food. She loved avocado. Mm-hmm. She loves avocado. So she did. She did it. She loved it. I know she wants she loves it when she like has anxiety like she can't eat it fast enough and she's just like like a little chipmunk stuffing her (laughs) cheeks which is like the best i'm like my my new hobby is just watching toddlers eat like it's the most fun to watch them eat like they're figuring it out as a chef you it must be very (laughs) satisfying because they're paying so much attention to it plus they're having big reactions and like the first time you've eaten something like what an amazing moment yeah moment yeah yeah and i mean it's Especially if you're exposed to a lot as a kid, you don't have a lot of memories of the first time you ate something. So it's fun to discover those things, like even later in life, where you're like, what is this glorious food that yeah. I've never had? Yeah, and that's how I felt when I was working at my first restaurant, mm-hmm. because I had only had like yellow cheese. Mm. Like I didn't even know what the cheese was called. Like we didn't yeah. grow up in a house. Like, had cheese. Actually, it was like low fat. Everything. My dad thought low fat was yeah. like the way. That was like the trend the 80s, when I was that. 90s, yeah. yeah. Low fat mozzarella or mm-hmm. whatever. You know, we didn't really eat a lot of, like, we didn't. He definitely didn't buy cheese that was expensive. Right. And right. so when I was in culinary school and started realizing, like, oh, there's like different all styles. these different styles <laughs> and like milks. I mean, it blew my mind. Wow. Then I got, then when I was in charge of like, you know, charcuterie and, and like yeah. cheese plates, I w- it was just like this art that you mm. made little chutneys and jams and, and I mean, it was just like, it's, it, to me it was everything. And so, so I neat. still take that approach when mm. I'm building a sandwich. It's like, we literally are building it, you know? Yeah. Wow. Layers. I love that. This is yeah. like the, the ode to the sandwich. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> and cheese is the main, yeah. main ingredient. Yeah. Yeah. Cheese is the st- the headliner. Yeah, the headliner in this musical in this grilled cheese. Nashville-based <laughs> yeah. grilled cheese. Yeah. Wow, well, I can't believe it, but we're actually at the end of our episode. Oh, my God. Thank you so much for joining me today, Thank Crystal. Thank you. This was so great. And I can't wait for you to yeah, come to Nashville and I need to go to try. Nashville and have a grilled cheese now. Yeah, you really do. <laughs> like right now. Right, right now. Yeah, <laughs> let's go. Oh, wow. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. We'll be back next week with more Cutting the Curd. Cutting the Curd is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find us at facebook.com slash heritageradionetwork. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Subscribe to the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join the HRN family by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.